Hello and welcome to the Later in Life Love Podcast with your friend Mimi and Herbu AJ. Today we're going to be talking about romance scams. So I recently found myself falling down the YouTube rabbit hole. I'm sure people have had this happen where you watch one video and the next thing you know, you've watched 10 of them. And for some reason, I just saw a whole bunch of videos about romance scams. And it, I found it really fascinating because romance scams, which by the way, I'll define as when someone pretends to be interested in you for romance or for a relationship, when in reality, their intention is to get your money. That's essentially what a romance scam is. But the interesting thing about it is that the scammers have been doing literally the same thing. It's almost like they have the same playbook for decades, and yet they still keep getting victims. So I thought this would be a really interesting topic for us to discuss, especially for our listeners' age group. Chances are you're going to run into, at some point, a scammer. I actually heard that there was a playbook, like you say, you know, not literally a playbook, but there is an actual written set of documents on this is what you do. When A happens, B happens, C happens, that there is um, such a thing that scammers know how to prey on their victims. They know what's been successful. They've written it all down and they train people on how to get the money, got to get to the bag. It makes sense because, unfortunately, there are certain countries that are more infamous than others for having... Uh, romance scams and Nigeria is one of them. <sighs> Nigeria, you calling out our people? Our people. AJ and I did a 23andMe and we have a strong amount of Nigerian blood. So we're personally offended by this statistic, but hey, it is what it is, babe. Very, very strong amount, like more than 50%, more than 70%. Yes. More than 70%. Yeah, we're in there. So yeah, um, we're in, we're, we're practically Nigerian. Yeah, talk, talking about our people here, but <clears throat> since that's how the statistics go. I guess we'll have to use that as an example that um, it's prevalent in that part of the world. And they do, as you mentioned, they do see it as a business. They do have companies and whole groups of people who eight hours a day or more sit and have conversations with victims to try to get money out of them. All right. And I heard that you know, when you get those emails that are very poorly written and you know that English is not their first language by looking at their grammar and their diction and such, that they do that on purpose, that they want those people who don't even pay attention to that, but still fall for the scam. And I just, I really found that amazing that, you know, they're not trying to make it perfect because they know that if you bite on something that's, you know, less than uh, grammatically correct, that you'll bite on anything. So Wow, that's deep. They're looking for you. Well, that's interesting. We're going to talk about that and some other red flags. So it's important to know that this can happen to anyone. Anyone can be scammed. Anyone can be catfished, which is another term. We, we've talked about that in a previous episode where someone is pretending to be who they're not. This can happen to anyone. You're not immune because you think you're tech savvy or you've been dating for years or you've heard stories. So you're, 
you, you feel like, uh, oh, it can never happen to you. Trust me, these people have invested a lot of time and money in being able to scam people. So it can happen to you. And it's really important to be aware of some red flags. Yeah, chances are that someone listening right now has been scammed or catfished. If we can help just that one person, then we'll feel successful because no matter how diligent you think you are in your uh, digital world, you can fall for it. And you'll be that person on the news saying, I thought it would never happen to me. And, you know, they look young and like a native digital user and it it happens. It can happen. Also, it could be a family member. Uh, they may just in casual conversation say, yeah, you know, I received this email or I received this phone call and it said so-and-so. And I knew that I hadn't purchased that. So I went, you know, digging deeper. And sometimes it's best not to dig deeper. If you know that it's not you and you don't have anything hitting your bank records that say that, you know, an amount has been uh, taken from your account, then just leave it alone. The more you pursue it, the more information they can get. Very true, because family members often hear what's going on when they're when the victim may be kind of in too deep and so it's really important as family members too to really keep that air out for some of the red flags that you might hear from your from your family talking about their new awesome relationship or this person that they just can't get enough of to just be, you know, not that everyone's going to be a scammer, of course, but just to keep an eye out for that person because they might be about to be scammed or being scammed and have just absolutely no idea. And you could be that person, that family member, that friend that is able to help them uh, escape that situation. And this isn't just limited to um, females having the romance scams. There's definitely been males and and will be uh, males that get scammed as well. You know, you hear you hear about people of both genders um, finding someone on maybe a dating app or social media, and you know they get a random um, message or private or instant message saying, "Hey, you know, either I know you or want to know you or whatever the playbook says is the right thing to say to get into their life." and you know, suddenly they find themselves into something and you you hear them say that, um, that they're so in love or that they met somebody that they're really interested in. And, you know, you being the person, the friend, the listener, hearing this information, your ears might perk up and you end up saying, well, you know, you need to be careful. And often their reply is, oh, you're just a hater. You, you know, aren't mm -hmm. happy for me. You should be happy for me that I found someone. And, you know, you can see all the red flags. But once, you know, they say those, whisper those sweet nothings into that person's ear, uh, it's hard for them to turn back. Yeah. And in watching these videos, a couple of other things that struck me as really fascinating is that many of the victims would use the phrase, I don't know how I fell for this because I'm smarter than this, or I'm usually so in tune with this stuff. And the other fascinating thing is that the, the level of, I mean, inhumanity and heartlessness we're talking about widows with their last dime. We're talking about people who sold their homes, um, gave away all of their pension, etc. And the person was still like, well, that's not enough. Can you borrow money from friends? 
you know, it, it's absolutely fascinating, which probably is why I kept watching the videos like, what? <laughs> I can't believe that that happened. And, and I'm sure after it's over, the victims are like, wow, how did that happen? But they know what they're doing. I mean, they, they as you said, they know who to pick. They they know exactly the words to say and the things to do to to string them along. So today we're going to be talking about red flags, things to look out for. Um, and again, it's for people who are out there and dating, but it's also for those family members and friends that um, are hearing the stories of uh, romance and things that you might want to pay attention to too as you're hearing that. So the first thing is photos. And a lot of times they have really attractive photos. Um, sometimes they look professionally done, or the person is a model, or they're they're showing their figure, and they're they've got the rock hard abs, and and just model photos. And as a matter of fact, sometimes the scam is that they they're the person is a model, but really attractive photos can be a red flag. For sure, um, on those dating apps and such, when you see that too good to be true it's probably too good to be true you know unless you know you consider yourself to be uh, the uh, cover of the magazine face and body then you're probably not going to attract a <laughs> cover of the magazine face and body but if that person is um messaging you and uh swiping in the correct direction to say that they like you or you know want to be matched with you then that's when you know you really have to be suspicious um and another thing they could do is you know put not so perfect pictures on there since most people's red flags are oh that's too she's she or he is too pretty to be true too good to be true and i'm just looking for a regular looking person they could be that regular looking person they could find photos of those persons as well and use that and that regular or plain looking person might get the attention of that cautious person or the cautious, I guess, scammy uh, that they're looking for because they don't want to seem too good. That's a very good point. And that's the other sad thing is that the photos that they get, uh, those people are also often victims because they're putting their, you know, there's a real estate agent somewhere overseas that is in on social media and putting doing numerous posts and putting all these photos out there to actually attract clients and unbeknownst to that person their photos are being used to catfish someone you know thousands of miles away because they're just a you know, regular looking person with a decent job and uh you know their photos are ideal to lure that person in now, isn't there a way that you can do a photo check or search uh, maybe put the photo in google and see if it's been used um on numerous occasions or whether it is the real person and the real name um, there sure is it's called a reverse image search and it's so easy to do and again when you're you're in love and everything's going great that's the last thing you want to do <laughs> but yeah people can just literally drag and drop an image into google and it will show you a lot of first of all where that uh, photo is might be used in other places so if it pops up on someone's business profile then you know wait a minute that shouldn't be there uh, and it's not the person that you're talking to 
Um, but yeah, that's one of the things that, that you can do. And, and we're going to talk about some other things uh, a little bit later on. All right. So what's another one that they should be looking out for, the trick that they use? Well, another red flag is the ability to reach them. They tend to be out of physical reach. So they're either uh, deployed in the military or they're working on an oil rig. By the way, those are probably the, from my research, are very common uh, for people being scammed, romance scammed and catfished, is military scams and oil rigs of all things because they tend to be out of physical reach. You can't get a hold of them. Oh, they're being deployed, so I can't meet with you in person. Oh, I can't even talk to you um, because you know I'm away, I'm, I'm unreachable. And of course, also the traveling entrepreneur, that person that is just happens to be in Greece or Italy doing business at the time yeah, sure they <laughs> that are. they meet you. Sure. With the military <laughs> one, um, they could say that, hey, because it's a secret for the location that I'm in, because of course, you know, they're not just a a private first class out there, you know, in the field, they are the person behind the desk who has all of the secret intel that you know, <laughs> would get the country of in trouble. So they can't FaceTime you. You can't see their face. You might not even be able to hear their voice because it might be tracked or traced and then the enemy would know exactly where they are. But, you know, they use those things and people fall for that and thinking, ooh, this is a top level person. Well, no wonder because um, they're so attractive and so physically fit and they've worked their way up the ladder. I definitely can't get in touch with this top level person. They're really important. And, and I can see why it's by our, our communication is by written word only by sending text messages and sending emails to each other. And that seems per perfectly legitimate to, you know, that person who's saying all the right things. Absolutely. Well, another red flag is, speaking of saying all the right things, is love bombing. And this is another phrase that we've talked about in a previous uh, episode. Love bombing is when someone immediately just starts showering you with attention and compliments and you're the most amazing person in the world. And oh my God, we've only had one conversation and I'm in love. I know you're the one for me, and you're uh, you're just amazing. You're an amazing woman and mother and and human being. And for someone who is lonely, for someone who may have been widowed and out of the dating life for a long time, getting that amount of attention is is very addictive. Right, and they do it right from the jump. Um, once they let you know that um, that they're vulnerable. You find those vulnerabilities and prey on them. And, you know, and in a real sense, guys, for the most part, are patient. And we just sit back and wait, listening for those cues. Well, you know, my ex or, you know, the person who's no longer here, they used to do ABC. And then, you know, as well as they can do that from afar, they try to emulate the ABC that their person used to do. And the person saying that forgets that they even told them. And suddenly mm -hmm. in their mind, they're thinking, how did he know that I like that thing? And and they, you know, immediately did it. Um, so the love bombing definitely is another way. 
And again, these people are heartless. So it could be something as serious as, well, my husband died of cancer. That person suddenly, oh, I'm a widow too, and my wife died of cancer. Okay. And suddenly you think you've really bonded over the situation and it's all a lie. Well, probably one of the more obvious red flags and this is something that right away, most people, I think, will pick up on as, hold on, something's not quite right. And that is the request for money. They'll ask for it. They'll ask for it. And usually it is, again, from my research, it's usually in the form of a loan. So it's not like, oh, I need money. Can you give me money? Hey, I need money, but you know, I'm getting a million dollars, but I just need you to pay for uh, a Living transaction cost. fee that's $2,000 for me to get the million. Right. That, that would seem so obvious, but, you know, again, you can fall for it. Um, before they ask for money, though, one of the things they do is kind of test to see exactly what your finances are. They'll give you questions Good like, point. okay, so... Uh, so you've been living in so-and-so city. Do you own your home or you rent? Or even throwing mm -hmm. it out there, you don't even have to say those specific things. You can say, well, you know, how about your landlord? Is they, do they treat you right? And your immediate reply is, I don't have a landlord. I have a mortgage. Okay, check that box off. This person is, you know, has enough monthly income to have a mortgage and they don't have to worry about a landlord. And then they fish out, they fish some more. I guess that, you know, the term catfish, they throw out a, Another piece of bait that, you know, you don't even know that you're falling for, but they kind of test your finances first and then start asking for the money. Yeah. And sometimes they won't even ask for the money. They're so good at what they do that the person will volunteer money. And wow, that takes special skill. But um, again, from, from looking at these videos and doing some of the research, it is the victim themselves that ends up saying, well, you know, would it help you if I gave you, if I paid that fee to get the money? Would it help you out if, and of course, immediately, oh, sure. Well, oh, no, I would hate, I would hate for you to do that. But, you know, it is just a loan. Right, right. <laughs> they can use the excuse that, you know, they're, you know, kind of in a rough place right now. And, you know, they're going to ask their family member for some money, but they haven't talked to their family member because of, you know, strife within the family uh, dynamics. And, well, you know, I really can't ask my cousin for this. You know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and see what they say and even, you know, come back with a, a great story about, you know, how their cousin wouldn't help them. And now they have to think of another way to do it and may even ask for your help. So, honey, do you know any way that I might be able to, you know, get to some money because, you know, my lights are about to be turned off or whatever the big emergency is. And that's when that person comes up with it and they think it's all their idea and end up on the news saying, well, he never really asked me. I just volunteered. Mm -hmm. And we just mentioned that the military and oil rigs are two of the most common stories that these um, catfishers and romance scammers use. And for the military, it's often something about, well, you know, the military pays for everything, but if I want extra, I, I need money for that. So they, yeah, they, they give us medication, but I need special medication and I have to, to pay extra for that. Or I'm working on an oil rig and yeah, we have everything here, but our, the equipment just broke down and, 
we're not able to to pay for it. So again, it's amazing that they keep using the same playbook and getting victims. But if you hear it, I mean, first of all, oil rig, the minute you hear military or oil rig and the person just seems too good to be true, 99.9% you're getting scammed. 99.9% you're getting, <laughs> you're being scammed probably high probability. <laughs> I would agree. That's definitely something to look for. You know, I personally had one of those people contact me, um, you know, before I met Mimi, uh, you know, like we've said before, we're on, we were on a dating app. And one of the things that stuck out to me, it was the same old military scam. And, you know, I went in very cautiously and just kind of listened. But one of the things that I really noticed is that this person was available at all times of day or the day or night, like 24 <laughs> hours a day. Like, wait a minute, you're in the military and you have this special job. And yet, um, while I'm asleep with my ringer off, I wake up in the morning to go to work and I've received three or four messages at 2 and 3 a.m. Like, um, okay, well, you know, they could always uh, play it off and say, well, there's a time zone difference because, of course, they're not in the military in the United States. They're in the military in Afghanistan. Right. Like <laughs> they're they're always deployed. Right. Regardless exactly. of whether we have conflict in the region or not, they're always deployed. <laughs> so they're available at 2 a.m. Uh, in my time zone, but then you... Uh, contact them at 2 p.m. in your time zone, and they still are able to send you a message immediately, like 24 hours a day. They're, you know, available. So the being available too much could be a flag as well. And then we start getting into some of the the, the dark stuff, which is manipulation and guilt tripping. So if you don't volunteer money and it doesn't go very smoothly that way, they can they can start getting pretty intense. Well, how can you, I'm going to die if you don't give me money. How can you be so cruel? Um, oh, those sexy photos that you sent me. If you don't send me the money, I'm going to make sure all of your family see these photos, all your friends see these photos because I'm going to post them on social media. Uh, it can get it can get dark very quickly. Mm -hmm. Once they lure you in and you're falling for it, again, you may see nothing wrong with it. They may have hit all the right trigger points for you. And again, people are patient. And I usually say guys are patient. Maybe girls are too, but guys are patient and they can wait on it. And then three months down the road, they have this big emergency. And well, you don't really love me because you won't help me out with this. And you find yourself getting scammed. The other thing that I learned that I didn't uh, realize this before is Sometimes the scammer will have the victim send money to another address. So, for example, they're pretending to be in the military and they're deployed somewhere overseas, but they have a story about, well, I have a niece in Texas and can you send some money for her birthday gift? Here's the address. And this is particularly dangerous because sometimes these folks are involved in money laundering or, you know, other types of, other than the obvious illegal activity that they're doing with this, but um, could be drug money, who knows what they're doing. And now you're actually involved in the money laundering unwittingly 
because you've sent money to all these uh, other locations. So it's a way that they actually use to launder money, which is very, very scary. So this is obviously just the tip of the iceberg for things to look out for. And I, I know I haven't clicked through enough YouTube videos or looked at enough articles to to determine every single red flag. And of course, every situation is going to be different. But I hope that people take away some of the really major red flags uh, of things to look out for. But we know there are many others and every, every situation is different. So our solutions, first of all, if these situations arise, stop. In the name of love, <laughs> before they take your money, look it over. You got to stop right then. Stop communicating. Don't try to convince them that you think it's a scam because they already know. They just turn to page 42 and say, and they're a scam book and say, oh, well, it's not really a scam because of, you know, ABC, however they have it written out that, you know, this is real. I really love you. But you got to just stop, block their number. And one of the things that they do, too, is they, as you mentioned, the playbook, they'll have documents and even whole web fake websites and everything else as quote unquote proof that they're not having a scam. So absolutely, the idea that you're going to um, say, oh, see, prove to be that you're not a scam. Oh, they'll find ways to try to prove it to you. So you have to be savvy enough to know probably whatever they provide as proof isn't actually going to be proof. You just have to let it go. Block their number and don't look back. Have it as a story that you tell your friends about, that you can laugh about it, that you can say, oh, yeah, well, they almost got me, but I was smart enough, you know, to stop it before it got before I got in too deep, you know, and it's better to let that one get away. You know, like they say, I guess there's a lot of fish in the ocean, but your forever love is out there and they're probably not through a text message or an email saying, hey, you know, come and help me. But better to regret that that one guy got away rather than to get taken for a ride. And for the family members and friends who are witnessing your family member or friend go through this, one of the things that you can do to help is to go on a website that actually is able to do a report. If you, In other words, if you're not savvy, uh, tech savvy enough to do the reverse image search and comb through social media to find um, where their image has been used or where they uh, have gotten that beautiful love letter that they sent to your friend, et cetera. If you don't have the time or the energy or aren't savvy enough to do all that, there are websites where you can obtain reports. One of them is socialcatfish.com, for example. have a lot of resources there. And although it's hard sometimes to convince that family member, we know that eventually it, it, the truth will be revealed. We just want to make that happen sooner rather than later so right. that they're not so that they're not um, a victim to something as egregious as being scammed out of their whole retirement savings or their their house or something like that right just quit before you get in too deep before you end up on dr phil and he has to really get in your face and tell you <laughs> how ridiculous <laughs> is this <laughs> yes he will tell you that so think about uh, you don't want to be on dr phil you might want to meet dr phil but not under those situated circumstances right you don't want dr phil showing you who you've really been talking to which is a 18 year old nigerian 
who does this for eight or 10 hours a day. Yeah, probably for pennies. Mm -hmm. So that's our episode for today. Tell us what you think. Have you been scammed? Do you know someone who's been scammed? I know it's it's a tough situation to deal with on either end, whether you're the one who has experienced this or you've seen a family member or friend go through this or you're experiencing that now or trying to help someone see the light. We would love to hear from you. And there are a couple of ways that you can reach out to us. One is to email us at admin at laterinlifelove.com or you can send us a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash laterinlifelove. And although there are a lot of scammers out there, there's still an opportunity to find genuine people, someone who loves you and cares for you and respects you as you deserve to be treated because remember, it's never too late for love. It's never too late. Hello, it's AJ. And your friend Mimi. We're the host of the Later in Life Love podcast, where we discuss topics related to dating and new relationships in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. There's a brand new episode every Monday. Start your week off right with the mindset that it's never too late for love. It's never too late.